Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe is to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos and if the movie sucks you might hear them say there's no telling where the guys will take you get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice cause we already warned you better watch out it's gonna ruin the plot Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 647, A Tomorrow War. <laughs> I always like to get the Live, die, on. repeat, two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Starship Troopers 9? Uh, not Alien 7? Right. Yeah. Uh, the also thing? <laughs> like, there's, we could do this all day long. Yeah, right. So... Uh, I guess let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. And this, this is, is oh sorry, no, I no. was going to introduce you. <laughs> no, please. So please. Uh, so this is Tom, and then uh, Kevin is out this week due to popular demand, and uh, <laughs> and, and wow. sitting, sitting in for the first time in a long time is Paul Harris. I think since before COVID. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. after COVID we went all virtual and we didn't do tons of guests because it was just a, we already had three virtual tracks right yeah right track of yeah happy so, to be back. yeah glad to have you i in my message i was I like our green, we've all been vaccinated yeah, i think you're part of our green jacket club even the oh, kids really? yeah, wow yeah even the kids yeah <laughs> well because it's like no just because totally. we're vaccinated it's yeah. in a house and if the kids haven't been vaccinated then that doesn't you know so defeats it, the purpose we did the whole deal i trust science yes well, thank god so, uh, shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us uh, while you're there. Uh, if you leave a review, that's always helpful. You can also check us out on the Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and the group is called the League of Show Shares because we're hoping maybe you'll share an episode or two with your friends on social media so they'll discover us as well. People who were kind enough to share the show this week, Chris Magic Man, Heather Sachs, Travis Tewitt, Lane LeVanway, Librarian Cynthia, Brent Smith, uh, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Williams, Tammy Sherman Powers, Ron Johnson, The Nostalgia Cast, In Session Film, Invasion of the Remake, Joe 
You get to I d- oh the Brad Hyen rule has the avoided Brad Hyen rule. You weren't on last week's episode, so I you did. do get credit for Woo-hoo! sharing the episode. Uh, we have a Hulk, the Movie Journey podcast, Nerd Revert, Chris Wilson, Ronnie Castle, Matt Niglia, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd podcast, Geek to Me Radio, and Feel and Film. So thank you very much. Also, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month you get bonus content and you help us out like when a computer shoots craps. So uh, there's all that. Uh, we did get a a rating, not a review, but our rating one. <laughs> we up, got a rating. So I'll take it. Well, yeah, any port in a storm. Yes, yeah, that's right. So, uh, so uh, Mad Libs the movie. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so I'm just gonna say, uh, to me, the 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 Chris Pratt ship has sailed. So here's where I think Chris Pratt is struggling. Yeah, is I feel like Star Lord. Is pretty close to his actual personality. I think that's probably. I true. think he's a goofy, naturally funny guy, and he really gets to play that as Star Lord. Yeah. And now it's almost like being on a TV show. They write to that, you know, as in like they just try to make every character he is Star Lord. No, no, no. They 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 write to that in within that franchise. I'm with you. You know, okay. they they know that that he's good at that, and so they write to that. And I think the problem he's having is that in these other movies. He's trying not to just do the Star-Lord thing in every movie. Yeah. And so um, when he doesn't do it, like, you're just like, well, come on, do, this, do the Star-Lord thing. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Bart Simpson uh, Don't Have a Cow Man episode yeah. or whatever. No, the, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't do, do it. it. Yeah. yeah, just say the line. <laughs> and I, so I, I think that, like, I, I respect the fact that he's trying not to just be the 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 silly goofy action hero in every movie yeah but it's also every time he doesn't do it you kind of miss it also i i don't know like his whole i don't want to like i (laughs) the whole church thing is a little off-putting where like the church that he's involved in uh supports like yeah but that doesn't doesn't mean he does doesn't mean but when you put money into a place that does, like it's just it's very convoluted yeah and I, and I struggle with that as, uh, on, a, on a personal level but I agree with you is like there is he's trying not to do it and I like he's good in this movie he has some really good emotional beats um, this is directed by Chris McKay who I did a, one of the Lego Lego, Lego Batman. Batman this is his first live action and he movie. was on the docket to do Nightwing okay if that ever happens I don't think it will at this point yeah but like this was a pretty good idea of what a Nightwing movie could be of like the action comedy because Nightwing is kind of the lighter version of Batman. I felt like this movie could never find its tone. It never did. And like, I agree with that. Well, you know, everybody says Chris Pratt. He's got a great sense of humor and he's, he's got great comic timing. Yeah. Let's not give him any funny lines. Right. <laughs> Let's <laughs> not do the thing that we hired him to do. Yeah. Right. And I, th- I think also the problem is, I mean, I shouldn't say the problem because it makes it sound like there's only one. Um, <laughs> one of the problems yeah. is that it, it could never find its tone. And so it wants to have some humor in it. But they really also spend all this time driving home the fact of like how many people are dying. A lot. Right? <laughs> and so like it can't be a fun alien adventure when they keep reminding you that like 99.9% <laughs> of the planet is dead. But like. It just doesn't work. It also, you're okay. So we know that there are humans left in this world, right? So when they they, s- they say by the end, 
Right. Like there's five, there's less than 500,000 people on the planet. So when you keep sending. And they're all in front of me on the highway. (laughs) How is that possible? (laughs) Come on, let's go. There's no one else. So when you keep sending ancestors back in time, aren't you limiting your army at that point? Like, aren't you taking out, like in time travel, right? Right. If I go back in time. Sure. And shoot my grandfather, that takes out my entire Fair question. So there's two issues there. One, this movie never really defines what theory of time travel they're Which using. Which I'm fine with. But but it kind of matters, right? Like also, there's yes. the there's the is time a loop and you'll do that sort of stuff right. or and create paradoxes or is it it breaks off in alternate timelines. But didn't they say in the movie that the people who are jumped forward and we haven't ex- even explained the plot yeah. yet but the, the people who are jumped forward are only people who are would be dead 30 years from now right so but they can't s- possibly run into themselves right it's but, it's not, but you but that doesn't mean that they wouldn't have fathered or mothered a child you know what i mean like they're picking people that will be dead by then right which i get it was clever but there are like flashes of cleverness in this movie i would agree with that but they never drill down on them in, in a way that you're like oh that could be a really interesting idea to explore this idea that we're going to send people forward in time that we know will have been dead by the point that they're going to arrive it's the terminator 2 theory right like they send the terminators or terminator they send the terminator back to kill sarah connor spoilers to take out the leader of the resistance so in theory if you if a person so if chris pratt dies here's your spoiler his daughter never leads the army well, I guess she's alive. At she's that point. alive at that point. But like, if you if you picked him out of the thing nine years ago, yeah, she but doesn't see, lead. The that's army. where the time. So let's set up the movie real quick, which is <laughs> that. Fair. So in in December of 2022, uh, a, a military force comes back in time from 20 what 51 which i did appreciate that they were watching soccer yeah most most exciting thing that's ever happened at a soccer game <laughs> yeah by a factor of a thousand i was just like <laughs> if you appear at a soccer game that i th- see i think that was their way of saying that like look americans aren't going to be useful here <laughs> Like we got if we're in a soccer game, they'll never know. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. But unlike the Ronda Rousey theory, soccer is the most popular sport everywhere, the, everywhere, but here. everywhere, but here. Right. Which yeah. is in, go- in all the parts of the world where they don't have any other sports. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I got high ally. Right. Yeah, hockey. Yeah, yeah. Curling. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so the, the this military task force is like, hey, in in 2051. Aliens are killing us all, and we're losing the war. We need more cannon fodder, so you guys got to send people forward in time. I'm not quite sure why aliens are attacking us. Let's invent time travel. <laughs> like, maybe your resources are better spent fighting the aliens. I but don't know. Then they start basically rounding up people, right? basically pulling them off, it's a draft, the, off the streets. Yeah. And and drafting them and and uh, and you f- and you find out that they're basically your only qualification for being drafted is that you'll be dead by 2051 anyway because right. they have access to the to the death certificates which again was I thought was a clever like we know for sure this person's going to die because we can see their death certificate and we're not going to run into that person and, yeah and the time s- cop theory right yeah so yeah so and then they also stressed like. How unlikely it was you would return that only 30 <laughs> percent of the people are coming back and that it's really, 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 really bad and awful. And everybody's got PTSD that comes He's coming back, back with and, limbs missing. And I think is it Betty Gilpin? Is that who yes. plays his wife? Yes. OK. Um, she was in the hunt. 
Okay, that's yeah. where I recognize yeah. her from. Which she, is a, she was also a star of Glow. Oh, okay. was she? Yes. I also. watched the first season and then kind of fell off. It's oh, a real yeah. thing. I like it all the way through. Um, yeah. Which, I, again, The Hunt, I enjoyed The Hunt. It, yeah. was a, it was a fun little movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like she is like a she's a social worker or a therapist, and she's running running like groups of people dealing with a PTSD, and they've got like no arms, or they've got you know the, the the clicking sound is like the sound they hear while they're asleep, which I guess is the sound of the aliens because the aliens saw that in a quiet place. <laughs> yeah. When they did say clicking, I was like, man, you couldn't have picked anything else. Like, I know, right? We just had two of these movies, and that's the one you go with. Yeah. Um, and Chris Pratt, it's I take issue when we get to. Uh, the reveal of um the gal from Chuck because I'll never be able to pronounce her name. Yeah. Um, Yvonne Stravovsky. Sure. Okay. I'll I, go th- with I think it is Yvonne. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, where she's like, we get the reveal. She's also on Handmaid's Tale, by the way. Yes, she is. Is she is she still on that show? I th- my I wife started season my, four. Yet, my but... wife said I can't do it. Like it's coming out of the pandemic. She's like, I can't watch it. Well, it's funny too when like. <laughs> It's not a to me. I like I. It's a good show. Yeah, I cannot binge watch it. We'll watch one, and it's like you want to watch the next one. No, I'm gonna I watch. A, I'm gonna watch a Columbo. I need a minute. <laughs> right. I gotta. I gotta catch my breath here. I'm gonna watch an lot. episode of Loki. Yeah, I feel much better. That's a, um. So the big reveal. So Chris Pratt gets drafted. He goes back and he has an interaction with this woman. And I will say it's a pretty good reveal. Yeah, uh, which I didn't seek. I just oh, figured really? she was. I, I was fine. Like, I didn't think I wasn't thinking right. Like, because this movie trains you to not think it, quickly. It, I yes, <laughs> I turned off all logic at this point, And I was like, OK, she's just it's a I, I will say. So the reveal is that the woman who is leading the, the, the charge is Chris Pratt's daughter yeah. from the past. Not just a brilliant military mind, but a brilliant scientific mind. All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't <laughs> tell that when she was nine and was asking all these impossible questions for a nine year old to ask. Yes. You didn't see that foreshadowing? I Joe, mean, really? again, not paying attention, like not turning on my movie brain. Movie Please tell me you at least saw the volcano thing coming yes. back around. Okay. Absolutely. This movie should have been called the foreshadowing war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the foreshadowing for tomorrow war. I like the idea that they introduce. Uh, a male female relationship without it being romantic, right? Which it was just like, which is the trope we get all the time, right? right? Where the your lead actor and your lead actress f- have a, an attraction. Where this one, it does give a different um, chemistry. Ch- yeah, where yeah. it's like a father, you know, and and she doesn't like him all that much, right? Because he apparently like ends up leaving them at some point, which they never so- allude to. Yeah, he he's he. He goes to this in the in 2022. He doesn't get this job. Yeah. And he's like a science teacher. But he has this moment with her where he you can tell that he's upset. Right. His, you can tell that his wife knows that he's upset. But his daughter is like the the, the lifesaver. Right. Where she says something and he's with her. So they never allude to the fact that he's unhappy. He just didn't get this job. And then all of a no, sudden because he, he talks about how he wants to do something special, or he's. I guess he more does say that at the at the end of that, that little conversation. Of yeah, that's true. But there, but also just like the fact that he would just up and leave his family. I'm just like, well, there was no, there's no, no, no indication reason. of that. What's, yeah. But no. granted, we're it's, it's five years later. Five so years you later. don't know what five years of his. You know, right? That's that's very true. Not to justify it, but to to explain like why he could get to that point. Right. I thought it was going to be that he comes back and he's got PTSD and he's despondent and all. You know, like. And oh. that pushes him away. But, and they kind of do that a little bit. 
but then they there's 45 minutes left of this movie, so I they feel have to... like there's a lot of different versions of this script. I think, I think that, that could there, be. it went through a lot of revisions, and I think that maybe was a plot point at one time. Okay. Do you think there's one version of the script in which you jump to the future, but make it all the way down to the ground? You don't get dropped off by the time travel technology <laughs> eight to twelve feet off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> well, in fairness, like they they say that they're the time machine got messed up. So that's why they land in the, which I thought was a no, pretty no, cool. No, that, no, that's where they fall from, like 100 feet in the yes, air. Yes, that's true. And by the way, you never survive or fall into a pool from that height. <laughs> yeah. People think, go for the pool. You're still going to die. Yeah. You're, you're flat. You're a pancake. Yeah. Unless, it, unless they only drafting cliff divers. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah, from Acapulco. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember that Norm MacDonald joke about cliff diving? It was so good. He's like, watching cliff diving, and, and uh, they're all grand champions. And then I realized that uh, in cliff diving, there's only two categories. You got uh, you got grand champion, and you got stuff on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good Norm Macdonald. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about the rest of the time when, when they first announced to these people, you're going to be jumped forward to the future, and by the way, there'll be an 8 to 12 foot fall yeah. when you finally get to the good, future. Good luck not shattering your knees. Right. And yeah. I got to tell you, some especially, of the people they draft, I'm like, right. you would not make Especially it. <laughs> when they're, they're, they even talk about how they're disproportionately drafting old people. Yes. Like, <laughs> go for, why don't you test them first? Jump off this one-story building. Yeah. <laughs> if you land okay and don't shatter your femur, then we'll send you to the future. It, it, maybe they're maybe they're actually like thinking of them as like they're like human cannonballs, and they're just hoping as they land, just, they'll land on an alien. That's yeah. It's like we're hoping for the best here. Or maybe they're thinking, look, we'll give the aliens some food. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's army of the dead. Like, we'll make a deal with you. Yeah. Where you're you coming to eat. Right. You're coming to eat human beings. Fine. Eat these people while the warriors take you on. Right. All right. right I got it. Yeah. It's oh, man. I, I think this this is a 1980s straight to VHS movie that got a hundred million dollars. I mean, it really is one of those movies that if it had come out 30 years ago, massive movie, it would, it, we'd be like, this is amazing. Yes. You know, and, but it's, but we just expect these kind of movies to be smarter now. And, and who, and who not. do you think is to blame for that? Like, where does the blame, where we're just like, we expect more from you at this point. Everybody but Betty Gilpin. <laughs> <laughs> who I think Betty Gilpin is like, she's not given enough to do here. I, like oh. I said, I liked the hunt. I get, the problem with it, yeah. But I enjoyed the the I like her in that movie. Right, she was good. She was great in that yeah. movie. But in this, she's the wife who has nothing to do. Right. Yeah, and it's like but, you just had her as. But this. I think you mean in the bigger sense, like yeah. when did when did we as filmgoers started wanting more from these kind of movies? Yeah, and I think is it the I, Marvel stuff? I think Marvel really amped it up. But like, but there were smarter versions of movies like this back yeah. then, right? Like Starship Troopers for its kind of dumb Man, sheen is is is. is pretty subversive and yeah and and uh and alien and aliens those are really smart but so i mean you would always get these kind of flashes of movies that and those were the ones that they build whole franchises around sure. terminator like you know um for better or for worse yeah i mean you know they're what two and a half or seven eight <laughs> they're two know. there's no half i liked that last one the the like the reboot reboot yeah the one where they were just like this takes place after Terminator 2, and we oh. don't care about all the other stuff. Which oh, is, yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought that was, if, if that had been the actual Terminator 3, I could you know, see that. Yeah. 20 other years other ago. Than the one that we got. Right. <laughs> I think that franchise would still have gas. 
I think, think it's I, I think that it's w- still got gas, but you just well, got to figure because they just else. won't leave it alone. That's also true. Yeah. It's running on fumes. But yeah, so I mean, I think that they, you know, like I think Hollywood also figured out that you know if you you got to have a lot of meat on the bone if you want to drill down on these movies over and over again. Yeah. And this has a lot of meat, but it just it doesn't seem to have the connective tissue. Right, right. It's just like it's time travel. It's aliens. It's monsters. It, it, yeah, it's, it, yeah. There's all these different cool action guys things it's, going it's, on. You know, J.K. Simmons plays the dad who our hero is estranged from and right. doesn't want to have anything to do with. Gee, I wonder if he'll have something to do with him later <laughs> on in the movie. Yeah, you don't hire J.K. Simmons <laughs> for one and a half scenes. I thought right. the same thing. I was like, oh, okay. Well, he'll come back at the Everything end. Everything in this is all about that. I you did. Know? I did enjoy when he throws the the liquor on him he's like what are you doing oh you think i'm wearing a wire he's like yes yeah i sure do yeah. i absolutely do <laughs> but you, you got the sam richardson from veep who's the the uh like black guy who's the comic relief the yeah yeah he doesn't know how to do anything he's supposed to be the regular guy that we can relate to right no i can't relate to any of these people <laughs> oh i can relate to that guy that would totally be me in an alien invasion except yeah you, do you think you'd take a buzzsaw to an alien's head i mean may, i don't know maybe by the end but <laughs> Is Not there, at the beginning. Is there, is there one point in the movie where he says, I was hiding? Pa- possibly. Because that's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody attack. I'll be behind the pillar. Yeah. I'm going to go hide for seven days. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'll let my thing, you know. There's got to be a basement here somewhere. <laughs> it was. I was like that when I was a kid and they would make me play soccer. I'm like, why am I running to the other end of the field? Like, they'll be back this you way. You know what? I'm playing defense. They're going to come back this way eventually. Again. This I'll is just wait why here. nobody American watches soccer. That's where we are. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, yeah. So he goes, and I do. I agree with you that this feels like it's a bunch of scripts put together because as soon as he, uh, the guy from Veep says, uh, "Have you done this before?" There's a moment where Chris Pratt kind of like stops. He's like, "Eh, maybe a little bit." But he's been in a war. He has. But the way he says it, it's like. He has more training than your He's typical. Yes, yeah, because he does. As soon as they land, he immediately goes into, and that could be the the training from the army or wherever he yeah. was. But he immediately goes into action hero mode, where he's sending. It, it, is, it is interesting that he this cast they surround him with comedians almost from the jump, and then they just kill them all off. Yeah, with the exception of the guy from Veep. But uh, like the the heavy set dude, white dude, and then the gal, I I've seen them. She was on twenty four. That's what Marilyn. But she was on. I don't know how to say the name. She was on something else. But she's a comedian. She yeah. was in. She was. Was she in one of the Kevin Hart movies not too long ago where he has to go oh, back maybe. to school or whatever? And he was. She was one of the other students. But I just she, remember seeing her in this movie and thinking paycheck. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Hey, yeah. over her. Yeah, get yeah. it. Get that money. Yeah. Um. It, it's a shame that it went to Amazon, so we don't really know. Like, there's no back end deal. Well, on she this. wasn't going to get a back end. I guess deal. that's true. <laughs> like, yeah. no, you can have Chris Pratt might have had a back end deal. <laughs> she didn't. Nobody else in this movie had a back. That's very deal. true. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they they land. He immediately goes into alpha mode and starts, you know, bossing people over, but not like a jerk. He's like, hey, can, can you go check that out over yeah. there? And I was like, you go do. And so. And then all of a sudden we realize that they're going to blow up Miami like they've lost Miami. They're going to blow it up. They have to get this uh, stuff, what stuff, vile, not like not like it's gross, but like McGuffin. Yeah, exactly. How about seeing Miami at the same time? We just had that surf. I know that was kind of bad. Not not on Amazon's fault, but it's like, yikes. Whoops. The thing I thought was funny about the the them carrying all those vials around. Yeah. Is um, uh. You're going to see that again next week. 
<laughs> oh, are we? Yeah, it's a it's a major plot point in Black Widow. The vials, vials mm. of that. Yeah, man, I can't wait for that. Just That's the me, MacGuffin in that movie Marvel well. movie. Yes, please. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but I did this. I I like the design of the aliens. Which looks you know just I like liked? the design from Starship Troopers, but that's what fine. I liked about the aliens is they um the the way they they had them move it felt very stop motion. Oh, I yeah, yeah like I they had a, they had kind of a jerkiness to them uh-huh. where I was almost like, well, they were jerks, Tom. Oh, well, that's yeah, true. Totally were, it depends on whose side that's you're on. Fair. I mean, we all have different perspectives. <laughs> Good you know? people on both sides. Yeah, so racist against yeah. the aliens. <laughs> I know, man. It's just you know, it's. Uh, <laughs> And uh, we're gonna. Here comes our one star review. I know. Here it comes. <laughs> but uh, um, but they, they had a. They, they, I, I, I honestly at one point I was like, did they actually use stop motion and then drop it in? Like it oh, just that would have been interesting because it. I mean, it it had that kind of herky. They were really move well done. That old school stop motion did well. This is Larry Fong. Like this is Zack Snyder's old director of DP. Like this is the guy that did Kong Skull Island. Okay, so like he's got some skills gotcha uh and it shows like when you get to the big set pieces mm-hmm. you're like all right like this is pretty there are other times where i was like well we know where they put the money and yeah it wasn't on this scene it's like oh this action scene would be interesting if anything that surrounded it made me care <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and by the way why are they continuing to fire bullets at these i know it doesn't work that obviously don't work yeah <laughs> and then finally somebody at one point says you got to shoot him in the stomach or in the neck well we couldn't use that information <laughs> right. when we started this thing well they do say that when they're training they, there is a the the gal that's the the not uh, Vasquez from Aliens okay. who is training them in the very beginning says shoot for the thorax or the neck, but it's also just like that's what they did in Starship Troopers like it's the yeah. same thing like shoot you know how about if we trade in these rifles for I don't know a flamethrower or <laughs> right. ten yeah. which seems to work just fine correct yes yeah. <laughs> right I don't have to I don't even have to think where is the thorax <laughs> right. I just fire set it on fire it seems a lot easier yes. that way yeah uh, so of course Chris Pratt does what he does and he gets the the medicine or the poison or whatever loses almost his entire team in the process yeah uh, so not the greatest of leaders um, well, he's leading people with absolutely no also training. true they yeah. do get the guy from veep and the other badass guy yeah who would have like, never let him be the leader no no right? that like, that guy would have never followed him that is the thor star lord scene at the end of avengers endgame where yeah. they're both kind of like no it's yeah sure you're the leader if you say so yeah i'm also thor but that's fine it's like, no big <laughs> deal uh so they get they get out and this is where we're introduced to yvonne yep uh <laughs> and we find out that you know she it is a, it's it's a good I, I think this moment is a testament to both of these people where she reveals her last name and he was like oh that's funny he spelt with the same way as, you know we get the yeah. reveal that it's his daughter and I do like that he doesn't really know what to do in that moment. Yeah. And he has, he's like, where's your mom? Like, because in his world, everything's still okay. Right. Except for the aliens coming in 10 years or whatever. Uh, but in her world, he's a scumbag. Yeah. But, so it's like, it's an interesting relationship. A dead scumbag. A dead, oh, I guess that's true. He is dead yeah. at that point. Um, So she gets to see her dad, the dad that she grew up with before he before, became a scumbag yes exactly yeah. and he wants to he goes to hug her and she's like da, da, da. like let's not do and he doesn't so like i it's it's funny as a dad 
how like father daughter stuff like hits me a little bit different now. Yeah. So like I I'm not gonna lie like there are moments in this where I get a little misty eyed where he sees her for the first time and she's grown up and she's like I went to MIT and I did all this other stuff and he's so proud of her but then he finds out he's a piece of shit and you know <laughs> okay let me ask you this about that relationship he is surprised to find out that this woman is his daughter yes and she's there at the same time that he is why is she not surprised that her father showed up did she know he was coming had she been told by oh, that's somebody? an interesting point because she just goes yeah you're my father well we have issues okay <laughs> let's kill these aliens now. i i mean i guess i took that as like i have like our relationship was so bad at the end and i have to figure out a way to save to, to stop these monsters right so i don't have time to unpack that emotional baggage right now joe if you ran into somebody you hadn't seen in 30 years is it regardless of what your relationship was then (laughs) you were you were fairly close with that person and then you don't see him for 30 years when they showed up 30 years later would you go oh hi how you doing are we fighting giant monsters for the end of the world well, we're, we're, we're first we're having this scene, this father-daughter thing, where the father is so overwhelmed by emotion, yeah. and the daughter is kind of like, yeah, yeah got to get the toxin. Yeah, right, I got, I got stuff to do. Thank right. you very much. Uh, no, I, but I, I agree with you. But I just, I, I, in that moment, I was like, okay, she is detached from him emotionally, yeah. other than being like, that's my dad. And she doesn't call him dad until, like, further into the movie when she finally calls him dad. She never, I don't think she ever addresses him by name except for like hey let's go shoot the brain bug until like then she calls him dad when they're working on the 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 poison or whatever um but yeah so they they get out of there they they find the bug i'm just gonna call them bugs because that's what this is like it's there's no other way to describe it other than everything from starship troopers well they call them white spikes yeah bugs is way better yeah uh so they they find like the bug's nest where this queen bug lives and they're going to they realize that she keeps fighting off this toxin. And if we can develop a toxin from her, we can stop this right now. The whole stopping it didn't make sense to me. Like when they get to the part where the, where he has to go back. Right. And I was like, why are you so mad? Like if you just kill the bugs in the past, she's not going to die. Like everything's fine. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we don't know where they came from. And I was like, oh, when was that brought up? Like, when did I miss that whole part of the thing where we don't know where they, they came from? They did say that. They said they just showed up one day, that there was not a ship, there was nothing. Okay. They were just all okay. of a sudden they were on the planet killing people and nobody knew how they got here. They did I say gotcha. that. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. There's one other trope I've got to bring up since you talked about her working on the toxin. And this is a personal pet peeve of mine because I've been working with computers since, like, my first PC I bought in 1986. Okay. Okay. In so all, it had its own room. In all, yeah. <laughs> no, but the one I worked on in high school did. But on all the years that I've been working in computers and seeing how much they've advanced and how much they've changed, I've never had a monitor that would have giant fonts saying 56% bond and yeah. then flashing or security alert or you know whatever they have. Movies always do yeah. that. Yes, yes. Back door ajar. <laughs> and there's always a voice that has to also announce that. And in this one, the voice of the computer is so stilted, I thought, you're 30 years after Siri right. and Alexa, who already do natural speech pretty well, yeah. and you're still doing... Fifty-six percent bond. <laughs> Come on, that's a good point. The That's aliens have point. also killed all the computers. Yeah, so they, 
they also they had they killed Siri and Alexa. They had to use like the time and temp lady. It's just another <laughs> example of people in Hollywood who use these devices all the t- all the time to write these scripts, right. right, and edit these movies and all that sort of stuff. Well, but that's not how computers work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but that's how we convey it to the audience, and, yeah. th- and they like it. Except we don't. Yeah. So yeah. So there's a pretty good action beat here where uh, they're trying to capture the the queen, um, who looks. Di- if you're gonna make things like aliens and stuff, you you gotta make them look different. And it was a <laughs> when they reveal the queen, you're just like, so she looks just like all the other ones. Yeah. How do you know it's the queen? Like that's you know, like at least with the she had in, a crown on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, what was I thinking? Yeah. Um. At least with the aliens. What did stuff, she have? Was, was it because she had the red stomach? She had like a red, like her face was like a different color, red, and she had like red on her belly or whatever. But she's walks around on all fours. Like, how are you gonna yeah. see your belly? At least with the alien movies, you're like, oh, the queen is this massive yeah. beast where the alien, you know, the xenomorphs are. And that was along. also alien was also a major step forward in designing aliens. Oh, yeah. You know, what I mean, time. I think I think a lot of people, especially younger people, maybe don't really get the full impact of alien in that regard. Is that that was the f- I mean, there have been so many movies since then where the aliens look like a version of the, of the alien from yeah. that movie. To where it's like that was the first time we ever saw an alien look like that, and it, it you know oh, it was it was a very different look. Before yeah, that, yeah. they were all hot blondes that Kirk kissed, <laughs> right? <laughs> or they were just people in green makeup or weird suits. And like this was, I mean, because you what know, what did you see in War of the Worlds? Don't you see like a is it a foot? Am I making that up? That like when the when the no, ship they're, opens, they're, they're in tripods. Yeah, they're like, like kind of like spider looking. Yeah. What's the one where like they get a taste of the Earth's atmosphere, and that's the thing that sends that's it? War of the Worlds. Is it? Yeah. And you see like a foot or something, right? Like it comes out of the pod for a second, and then it, I, I don't. don't I'm I, making, I could be making that up. I don't remember. But some yeah. other bad. But like I mean, they use that H.R. Geiger design that yeah. that no, I mean, no one had ever made an alien that looked like that before. Right. Yeah. That was. And that's totally Stan different. Winston, like just lighten people. And well, I guess he didn't do part one; he did two for sure. He did the alien and the queen in part two. Yeah, and man, that you're right. Everything else since then is kind of like, oh, you kind of look like they that all kind of have there. that bug-like exoskeleton sort With of drippy, teeth, drippy, and, yeah, yeah, drippy, yeah. right? And they, yeah, they're kind of, yes, gooey. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. And this one, I, I mean, there's no like I said, there's no other way to describe it. Is that they look like white versions of the bugs from Starship Troopers yeah. and they move the same way and they've got the same like weaknesses <laughs> like in the in that they got to shoot like the head or whatever yeah and they will eat anything and it can beat anything to death except for Chris Pratt who can punch it in the nose oh and be God, okay so yeah. ridiculous it was so uh, yeah so ridiculous uh, so yeah. how can a science fiction movie come down to a fist fight what well, how is that yeah. possible i mean will smith punched an alien well, yeah, that one true. had a totally different tone, though, totally right? That's different. where it comes down to tone. Like, yeah. And they were letting Will Smith be Will Smith. Will Smith doesn't mind basically being Star-Lord in every movie, right? No. Like, and, and, and He did it. He got to a point where he stopped doing he got, it. But, and, the, and the movie started making less money, didn't uh-huh, they? Uh-huh. And, and so, like, that that's the problem. But Will Smith, for a good run there, Independence Day and Men in Black, Men in Black and Bad Boys. And yeah, Bad Boys and and Wild Wild West. Oh yeah, like he doesn't mind. Like I'm gonna play a version of Will Smith in this movie, right? And and he had a really crazy good run doing that, Ooh, buddy. Did he know? ever? And and Chris Pratt 
won't. Uh, it, uh you know, you're right. Unless he unless he changes. Yeah. And starts telling people I'm doing this from now on. Yeah. Um, it's funny. We went on the, the men in black ride at universal while we were gone. Mm-hmm. And that thing is like a time warp. It is. <laughs> it was like going back to 1997, same, the 97 version of Will Smith is directing you. And I was like, man, right. this is weird. Yeah. Like, it is very, oh, they it was not changed this ride at all. They used to, it wasn't too long ago. I mean, I guess it's about 10 years, but in theme park time, that's not too long ago when they got rid of their Terminator ride. And that was like, uh, Schwarzenegger and, and Hamilton. Uh, What's that? Linda Hamilton or Edward Furlong? Edward Furlong, but like they shot it while they were shooting T two. Oh, really? So like, really? It they were young, <laughs> and it was just like weird to be watching this in like two thousand. That's what. Yeah, we. So they've gotten rid of Back to the Future. They've gotten rid of. So we're walking the kid around, and I was like, "That's Jaws." Like, I don't know where the shark is. But that's the little like Amity Bay yeah. is right there, and she was like, "Is the is the shark in the water?" I was like, "One can only hope." There was there's a photo op somewhere where the shark the shark still that they there hang yes, but not the actual jaws, but the shark that shark they catch that they think is jaws the at first. Big old shark, yeah, is what that is. That's there. It was cool. It was a good little you know. Do it. Go have fun. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. The Simpsons used to be Back to the Future. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed that that wasn't there. Back to the Future. At least. Yeah, the Back to the Future ride. I love that ride, and the Simpsons is a fun ride. But I, I did like it better as Back to the Future. As well, you should because it's yeah. Back to the Future. Um, yeah. So they capture the Queen, uh, and then there's a, a a nice tender moment. I think after that, where we get the we get the story of why that relationship is so strained from the daughter's yeah. point of view. Is like the dad kind of went off on his own, and he wasn't happy, and he left, and he said, you know. Um, and he has a moment too where he's just like, I don't know how to help you. Like I can't, I haven't done that yet. And so yeah. it's almost like when your your wife wakes up from a dream and is yeah. mad at you for <laughs> something you did inside the dream. Yeah, like, well, I, I didn't do it. Yeah, like I don't blame me. I yeah. was I was here the whole time. I didn't do anything. Really, uh, you're gonna get on me for something I did 23 <laughs> years ago, right. and I haven't been around here oh, for 30 years. Yeah, right. That wasn't even me. <laughs> uh. So they develop this toxin, and again, I do like this the the setup of where the base is, where it's kind of like they can't. It's in the middle of the ocean, right? And like we can't, uh, the, the things can't get to us. The bugs can't get to us because we're in the middle. Then all of a sudden they can fly and swim, and I was like, <laughs> your base is useless. What were you right. doing? Why right. would we do Why this? Why have the bugs just thought of this? Yeah, right, right. So, <laughs> like, what? All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, we can do land, sea, and air too." Yeah, <laughs> surprise. Like, so that why didn't everybody just move to Hawaii? Yeah, or anywhere else? Yeah, yeah, and it land not something not landlocked. So yeah, so they develop the 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 bug formula, the 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 toxin, the toxin. Yeah, with what Paul said, with the computer that just couldn't figure it out to save its life. Toxin is ready for <laughs> yeah. you to use against the aliens. <laughs> There's a massive attack on this base. They have to get the the formula out of here. It's Chris Pratt. They've got like these armbands that will tell you because they're only the the people that are brought there from the past can only stay for seven days. Uh, and Chris Pratt's time is running out. And I guess they're trying to get him out of there. To get the formula back in time. Yeah, she wants him to have the take the formula to the past so they can basically then, uh, kill the aliens before they populate. So yeah, mass but, produce it. Yeah. So, but I thought it was she wanted him to take it to the past, produce it, and then bring it back. 
because like his whole the like him being so upset that this world is ending in the fat and the, fa- in the I didn't future fully understand doesn't this make because any sense to at me all. I was like why would you come back I mean if you can time travel why would you come back to the point in time when there's only 500,000 people left right why wouldn't you just stop it from ever happening that's but he's like, like he's adamant like when he so he gets so basically the, these things attack and they destroy this entire base uh his daughter ends up his future daughter ends up dying uh and, and i thought it was a very weird <laughs> weirdly shot scene yeah. like kind of reminiscent of alien resurrection i don't know if you remember that scene where Sig- i don't think i've ever seen it it's for the best yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> but there's a scene where sigourney weaver has been cloned and she is part ripley dna and part alien dna okay and so the aliens are like will respond to her and there's a scene where she is like laying in a bed of aliens, like all surrounding. It was very. It's a very weird movie. Let's just, let's yeah. just get that out of the way. But there's a scene where in this scene where she is that the Fincher one. No, that's three. Okay, this is like some French artist, Frencher. She's it's a David Frencher. It's David Frencher. It's yeah. a very different guy. Right. Uh, so she's falling, and it's like she's surrounded by the the bugs like they're all underneath her and i was like where the hell did all like she's falling into the water how are yeah. they did they build a mountain like what are we <laughs> doing uh and then he gets zapped to the past and he's clutching the the serum and then he somehow gets it i, I <laughs> there are when this movie gets to this point i was like well that's a pretty good ending like we can say that he went to the went back to the past oh there's uh, 45 minutes right. left of this movie <laughs> yeah and here's where you know <laughs> The script writer was so lazy because there's that scene where somebody says, well, that's it. We're done. There's nothing more we can do. It's impossible. <laughs> We're all the civilization is going to be gone. There's nothing more we can possibly do. Except there are 40 minutes left in the movie. So <laughs> right. somebody might come up with an idea. <laughs> but for right now, yeah, in this nothing. moment in time. <laughs> and there's another scene like that later on once they're returned to the present where there is some governmental authority figure yeah. who tells them, you're absolutely not going there. I forbid you to go. You cannot go. I'm not giving you any transportation <laughs> to go there. You cannot go. Chris Pratt Three, says. Three, two, one. We're going. Yeah, yeah. Chris Pratt says, I got a guy. Yeah. yeah. I got a guy that can handle this. Yeah. Uh, Come on. But yeah, going back to the volcano, I do like that scene in the classroom in the very beginning yeah. where Chris, you know, the, the kids aren't responding and he's like, Chris Pratt, as the science teacher, is like, does anybody want to have anything you want to talk about? And this one kid's raising their hand. And he's like, anybody else? <laughs> Nobody? Does anybody want to guess what whatever this kid's name is wants to talk about? And they're all like, volcanoes. <laughs> uh, so we find out that they have manufactured enough of this toxin. They look at the the badass guy from the beginning of the movie has like one of the claws on his shirt as like a token of uh, badassery, I guess. <laughs> Um, and f- somehow they decide to look under the nail and they're like, there's volcanic ash under here. <laughs> and then they science their way. I use the word science very loosely. Yes. Uh, and they science <laughs> fiction, their they way. science fiction, their way to figure out because Betty Gilpin, who has unfortunately, like we said, is given nothing to do, comes up with the idea that just like, what if they were already here? And Chris Pratt's like. Yeah. And he's like, you mean like in the thing? <laughs> yeah, You mean like they've been here the whole time? Yeah. yeah. You know what? We really need to get an expert on volcanoes. Oh, Are got... there any nine-year-old kids we can talk to? <laughs> I know, right? Like, <laughs> well, I guess he's in high school at that point. 14, 14 still. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the where, he's like where he snaps his fingers. He's like, laptop. 
and he's like and figures it out. Yeah. Uh, yes, but just like the thing that it's been here the whole time. Um, by the way, don't ever watch the prequel because that's garbage. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. Um, we just watched the thing the other night. Which the version? Kids, the 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 eighty two eighty two. Yeah, oh, man. The what kids have never seen it. I was just like, oh, you'll dig this. Rob Bottin, man, that dude. Who's the who's the makeup guy for that movie? Yeah, like that's next level. Oh my god! It's always fun to blow my son's mind with. I'm like, hey, that's the guy from Community, and he's like, what? Who? The what? the the black guy at the very end. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Oh that's right, it is, isn't it? Yeah, that's funny. I mean, he it doesn't he doesn't look like that at all anymore. But like when he talks, sometimes you can really hear the voice and like, oh yeah, it's so good, man. What a what an underrated. It's a shame that that movie didn't blow up the way that it should have. Yeah. There's somebody did a meme because I think that anniversary just came up, like the anniversary of it coming out just just passed. And it was like the meme from Back to the Future where he's just like, oh, I guess you guys weren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. A, uh, yeah. So they they figure it out. They use volcanic ash to f- find the sh- I mean, it is just like the thing where yeah. the ship is buried in the ice and they're trying to figure out how to get into it. Um, they tap again, going back to J.K. Simmons, who you don't hire for a 30 second scene. Right. To uh, do s- army stuff. Well, he has the plane and he's the one who flies. Yeah. Them he's to the, the place where no one will let them go because he's the any government conspiracy. So he figured out how guy. to how to get past all of the Russian airspace. Yes. Issues just to get it. OK, just. Yeah. Make it sure. Yeah. Very good. So they get there and they find the ship. The way they, f- I'm like, this is not possible. <laughs> None of the, I, I, at this point, you're just like, just let it go and just roll with it. Because the way they find it, they're like, we got to find a heat signature in the cold and that's where we'll do it. Oh, our our gauges aren't working. Well, we must be here, I guess. Yep. And they yeah. walk up over a ridge and there's a big crater. Uh, Lazy screenwriting scene number 53 <laughs> yeah, in this right. movie. Did yeah, David it's like how they write this movie? It's like how they find Han in F9. Didn't even see. I, yeah. I didn't see They're it. like. Oh, he likes Mexico. Let's go to Tokyo. <laughs> oh, here here we are in Tokyo. There's an apartment with a Mexican flag in the window. That must be Han. Wow. <laughs> that's literally how they find him. Man, wow. that's impressive. Yeah. That's some good detective work. Yeah. All right. Good for you, Dom, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, like every time I see his name, I'm like, you spelled dumb wrong. <laughs> that makes sense, though. <laughs> I, I get that you would spell dumb I, wrong. No, totally. I want to <laughs> give a shout out to Matt Basler. Uh, poor guy. We probably broke his brain with the Saw franchise. Yeah, it was, was a short walk, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the and the Fast and Furious franchises. But you know, we'll, we'll. I said we'll have him back on for the James Bond. Yeah, when we break that one down. Um. Yeah. So they go in. They find the aliens, and they have these you know mass produced uh, toxin bullets, I guess, and they shoot the bullets into the thing, and they work. And the, the thing is right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, the the aliens start to die. Unfortunately, that wakes up all the other aliens. Like they, some they, sort of hive mind sort of sure, thing. Like why every not? third other alien movie. Right. <laughs> and by the way, they can only insert the toxin if they walk up to it and inject it <laughs> yeah. right there. You can't right. just shoot it from across the no, room. No, that would be ridiculous <laughs> because we have bullets that don't do anything. I got to tell you, get some arrows. Anything else from just across the room. Yeah. Uh, don't get close. Uh. Yeah, so the I I was glad that they explained why they had a ship, because I was like, wait, you say these things only hunt and kill, and they can't be reasoned with, and I was just like, and but they built ships. 
Oh, but I must have missed that. They do. They say that they were cargo. Like they basically, it was another alien species that was using these things to clear off the life on a planet. Oh, so and the it tomorrow and the tomorrow war two is we have to fight another set of aliens. Probably right. <laughs> but like, I first off, I don't think we're in any danger of getting a tomorrow war two. Nope. Um, the day after tomorrow war, I don't know. <laughs> but also. Then shouldn't there have been something on the ship to kill those aliens? Because if they were using, oh, I guess that's true. <laughs> if they were using the aliens to kill all the life on the planet, so they could harvest it, live or whatever, then then you need to then be able to kill those aliens, or maybe they would just blow the up aliens the wouldn't eat each other, and they would starve to death. And yeah, but you can't expect humans to be able to understand alien technology. <laughs> it's not like. It's a Klingon ship in Star Trek Four, <laughs> where all the Americans can understand how to fly it now, by looking on. at the directions. In my defense, as poorly as this script is written, I think I can absolutely expect them to be able to understand <laughs> alien technology. <laughs> it's a, if Independence Day has taught me anything, right? Yeah. You can, they can fly. Oh, I just, just upload around. a virus. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah. Just push a button. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, that way. Oops. No, but, like, no, I also oops. don't get, like, why would that be advantageous? Like, what is your goal with this planet that you want to kill all the life? Because it would kill the ecosystem, too. Yeah, it's like, not like ev- it's... Everything's interdependent. And if you're smart enough to build a ship to get here, you're smart enough to know that. And maybe, so... Maybe they use all their smarts for the ship. Uh, so, like, what, what, would, what would be... What would you do with the planet once you killed off all the living species? Diseases? You, you, you make a valid point. Yeah, and I don't think they thought that through. I don't think they thought much of anything. <laughs> that wasn't through. in the lazy screenwriter's handbook. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. No, it's very true. Uh, and then we get you know the they I, the guy who is the the badass guy who is going to die of cancer at some point. That's right. why he keeps because he keeps going back on yeah. missions voluntarily. Like, what are you doing? And he's yeah. like, I'm if I'm going to die, I'm going to die on my own. I'm not going to die of cancer. Uh, they realize that they are kind of up up Bacow! creek. Uh, and Cancer or eaten by an alien? Oof, tough call. You yeah. choose, I guess. Um, so they blow up the ship. They, with everybody still on it, with the exception of Chris Pratt, J.K. Simmons, and the guy from Veep. Like they blow up the ship. They take out all of the aliens, except they miss the queen, uh, which is you know we know how badass she so is. So they can have a fist fight in the rain. In the <laughs> snow. Yes. Yeah, which is even more ridiculous. On the so edge of a cliff. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So. Uh, there's a there's a fight that's a, that's happens. All of a sudden, Chris Pratt has another vial of this stuff, and I was like, "Where did? Why didn't you do that from the? Why did? Why are you just now pulling that out of your coat? I feel like that should have been out a while ago." But all I right, would think. I would think. Uh, they kill the alien, which I thought was kind of cool. Where they he stabs with the with the toxin, and then it falls off a cliff, and then it smashes <laughs> into another glacier and just like <laughs> this movie was so poorly written. I really thought the alien was then going to explode. What well, did when it hit the ground? Well, I meant like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then they could outrun the fireball like they've right. done three other times in this yes, movie. Yes, yeah. correct. I'll give you one fireball. You get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that, that now we're pushing your luck. And the first one, by the way, a half a block away. Right. <laughs> are we dropping bombs from American fighter jets? Yes, bombers that only are effective for about 200 yards. That's all we get. Oh, God. Yeah. And That's there's a... only 500,000 people left. How fortunate that so many of them could fly fighter jets. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh so yeah, we did see at one point like JK Simmons and Chris Pratt take off on their own like to go kill this queen and the the dude from Veep is kind of left behind. So 
when we get to the scene where you know they kill the alien queen they both kind of collapse into the into the snow and they have this little cutesy conversation and then all of a sudden the dude from veep shows up and i was like whoa 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 yeah where did that guy come from? Like, how did he follow them? They were on, like, snowmobiles. He was hiding, like Paul wanted. <laughs> I, I think that's where he says I was hiding. Yeah. I'm serious. Which, I mean, is fine, but how did he get there? Like, they were they, they drove away on snowmobiles. Like, he would have had to have, like, trekked his way through the Russian tundra <laughs> to figure out where they were. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So I'm yeah, sorry, I can't hear that word without <laughs> the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then that's kind of how it ends. Is they've, I do like that the guy who's like, "You're not going," took total credit, took full credit, full credit for yeah. it. I was like, oh, "All right, that makes total sense." This feels like it should have been like a season of television, and they condensed it, or it was a, it was designed as three movies, and they realized, and they just, you know, and they just chopped it up into one i like it just because there's some clever things there are that they could have explored here that they never that they never did and and then you get to another part of the movie and it almost seems like they undermine it or negate it or just ignore it it there's so much missed opportunity in this i also like the fact that they had so many women in command positions Mm -hmm. you know the the woman who trains them oh, when sure. they first get recruited and yeah. Yvonne, what's her name, you know, in a position of power and there were other women around there. I mean, though, is that good? Because we are losing. So, <laughs> like... But it's, the, <laughs> it, it, it's one of the more diverse casts I've seen in a science fiction movie. I'm just thinking maybe it's a backhanded <laughs> statement. It is. I mean, the women are is, in charge and we're losing. And we're losing. Thanks, Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, guys. It's almost, it's yeah. like they can't not shoot themselves in the foot. Well, like, you know, they, but honestly, though, that's where we come back to. We've talked about this before, about the importance of representation. When you don't get a lot of it, when you do get it, it almost has to stand for everything, right? And so, like, it's, it, you know, like, if if you cast Chris Pratt as this flawed but heroic figure, then it's just, he's just a guy who's flawed but heroic. Right. But if you, if you cast a black actor, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, what are the flaws here, right? If this is a black actor, now all of a sudden it has this thing, oh, you're saying black people aren't can't be good fathers and they leave their kids. Like, be, you know, when there isn't enough of that, then enough rep- representation, then, yeah. then, then a, a person of color in that role That's interesting. ends up speaking for, like, that entire ethnicity. Yeah. And so uh, in a way that, that, a, that a white person doesn't. And so, like, like... We talked about this with what was the Rosamund Pike movie that was on Netflix where they were like, I care a lot. I care a lot. I care yeah. a lot. And it's like, well, we have enough movies now where there are lesbian characters that making that woman a lesbian in that film is doesn't play like it's a commentary on lesbians sure. in the way it would have 20 years ago or 30 years ago. It, it You know, it would have been like, this is what we think of lesbians. This is the kind of thing they would do. Where here it's just... She's an awful human being who happens to be a lesbian, yeah. right? And and so uh, you know that's that's true. I guess when you if you were to take this Chris Pratt and flip him out with I don't know like Michael B. Jordan, right? And all of a sudden he leaves his family, and right? He, like that's definitely mm. you're you're saying something different at that point because there isn't enough representation to not say something. I mean, it's why Denzel Washington wouldn't play villains for so long. Is that right? Yeah, because he's just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like that's. You know, and then he and training then he, day training day was the first time 
he had played a villain. Interesting. If not ever in a long time. I mean, I couldn't even I couldn't even think of a time that he yeah. was a villain before because he was just like it's you know like uh, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna do that. Interesting. I didn't you know? realize that. But then you have the other problem too, where then then it's like then these characters are always super good and they don't get to these actors don't get to play interesting roles There's or no media roles because you know i mean like that's like that's the problem when you go back and watch a movie like uh uh guess who's coming to dinner right yeah. where Sidney portier like i mean they i mean he i mean he practically walks on water they've got to make like this for people who aren't familiar with the with the film it's like what 1969 i think is when it comes Maybe out it's spencer earlier. tracy and Catherine hepburn and they're they're very upper middle class people and their white daughter brings home a black guy that she's married to and are gonna get married to and like it's like how is this family gonna react and it's a sweet and well-intentioned film for its day but like they really it's city portier who america already loved right and he's like a doctor who goes to <laughs> africa and helps sick children and like i mean it's just anything like, they could do to make right him. i mean they really stack the deck right to, to be like you know like this guy who would ever not want their daughter to marry this dude oh right when they do like, the when they do when they flip it and make it ashton kutcher Right. That's yeah. that's when you don't want your daughter to marry that guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and for people who Bernie might not remember that, they did a they did a, a they did an inverse of the movie yeah. where with Ashton Kutcher is and the son and Bernie was Mac it Bernie is, Mac? Yeah, Bernie yeah. Mac is the dad. Is the dad and it and it's the black daughter brings home a white boy. A white a white guy. Yeah. yeah. But uh but anyway, so like the, you know, there's all sorts of baggage. And also I think that's sometimes why Hollywood doesn't want to cast the black actor. And so it just perpetuates itself. Yeah. Right. Like, oh, if we cast a black actor, then all this stuff has has seems to have a deeper meaning. And so it's just safer to cast the white guy that I mean, that's interesting. And then, yeah. And you're only you're not helping the problem. Right. Like you're just making it worse. Yeah. Then like, just, I love the good place. I think the good place is one of the best shows in the history of television. Yeah. I, it's like, really good. Absolutely love it. But like they took some heat because. The Filipino character on the show, Jason, yeah. was really dumb. And because there aren't a lot of Filipino characters on television, oh. it looked like they were saying Filipinos were dumb. And that's not what they were doing. And it was just the character. It's just the character. And they happen to cast this actor who's wonderful in it. But it but because you don't you know, you don't and I will also say at the same time you had crazy ex girlfriend on and it was all about how much she loved this character named Josh Chan, who was Filipino, and that character was also not the sharpest knife in the drawer. <laughs> it, it, and so it's like, so you you accidentally had two shows on television at the same time w that probably accounted between the two of them for 90% of Filipino That's representation a on TV. Point. And both the characters were kind of dumb. Super likable, super sweet, but not smart at all. And so That's interesting. Yeah. I, it's, I was going to say, at least in this movie, they don't fall into the characters being stereotypes. You know? Yes. Uh, I was really worried that we were going to have a scene with an Indian guy as the IT expert right. who can go into the computer totally. and you know, reprogram I can, I'll reprogram the alien computer <laughs> so yeah. that it kills all, you know, that right, sort of thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and I I I think they have gotten more aware of that cuz I know Aziz Ansari was offered a role like that in The Martian, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. And he was like, "No." And cuz they actually wanted him to do an accent, he's like, "Hard pass." 
Yeah, even Dev Patel, that. who did that role in a couple of things like the newsroom on HBO and yeah. a couple of other movies, even he got to a point where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Right. I'll just, I'll just I've play, done enough of these. I just like to play a human being. Do you have right. one of those who, in the cast? And who? I also get when you're first starting out, you don't get a lot of choices. Right. You got right? to take, like, take what you can get. You know, I mean, even Denzel Washington, you go back and look at some of those early roles and there's some things that are painful. Yep. So yep. And you gotta, it's a shame that you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it'll be I, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Shang Chi and mm-hmm. uh, GI Joe, the yeah. the new co- the, not the Cobra movie, but like whatever the Snake, Snake Eyes, Eyes movie. Yeah, where it's yeah. John Chu. What's that guy's name? John Chu. John Cho. John. Chu. Well, who's I don't guy? know who's in Snake Eyes. I it's don't, the guy yeah. from Crazy Rich Asians. The main the main character from Crazy Rich oh, Asians I don't is. Remember. The Snake Eyes, okay, and I and so he'll be an Asian American lead. Gotcha. And then you've Wait, got the guy Henry Golding. Is, is that, that what it talking is? About? He's he's the husband or the the boyfriend. The boyfriend. Yeah. So he then he is the guy. He's the main. He's Snake Eyes. Oh, he's, okay. He's horrible. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> in everything I see him in, it's just like the you know. Okay, you're the Asian, incredibly stiff guy who can't act. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, now he's going to be an action guy. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and then luck. you've got the lead from Shang Chi, which will be another. Asian American lead in a massive yeah franchise. So it, at least there, you know, there is some representation that might be going against the what we just talked about. Yeah. So I mean, it's definitely trending in the right direction. Yeah, and it's making for more interesting movies, even though this isn't one of them. But it's, <laughs> I think, I think overall, because you're you're seeing you're not seeing the same stories over and over again that we've seen for that's true seventy years. You know, that's so true. I, I think ultimately it's. And it makes movies more interesting. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Paul. You can find me on HarrisOnline.com. And this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, I think it's pretty obvious, we'll be Black Widow. Yeah. So uh, that's how Joe scheduled his vacation. I that. did. I was like, I'm not missing that one. I'll miss that Guardians fast. of the Galaxy thing. <laughs> oh, not again. Yeah. One time. Yeah. So anyway, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Blair kills Gary. Say it twice, cause we already warned you Better watch out, it's gonna ruin the plot Real spoilers Real spoilers Real spoilers Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.